Welcome to the College Recruiting Podcast, where each week our team of expert college recruiting advisors tackle the most critical college recruiting questions, with guests including college coaches, pro scouts, and industry insiders. We will empower you with the tips and strategies needed to gain an advantage in the college recruiting process. Okay, let's go ahead and start the show. Hey there, guys, and welcome to the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. Today we will be doing episode four. Uh, My name is Ryan Thompson, and I wanted to touch on the topic of um, exposure. Uh, The way I like to refer to it is, you know, being exposed or getting quality exposure. I think I've had my fair share of families uh, or players uh, come up to me and, and pose the question of, you know, why isn't my son or daughter, you know, this far along in the recruiting process? Why hasn't so-and-so been, you know, recruited or even offered? Uh, and I think there's a variety of different reasons for possibly why that hasn't. But one of the questions that I ask is, you know, well, where are we setting our sights or, or what are we thinking that is appropriate for ourselves to, you know, have on a target list of schools? And And often or not, there's the unanswered question of, well, we've been at these other events and we've been at, you know, comparing ourselves to other kids out there and and we feel our son or daughter's at that same level. And I take a step back and I say, you know, have you gotten an evaluation? Have you had some assessment from the outside looking in of, you know, where your son or daughter fits, Uh, maybe from a talent or an athletic or a physical side, quite possibly a projection side? and that to me is you know a necessity it's it's required of moms and dads especially those that have a tough time you know putting themselves in that college coach's mind because they haven't played that sport or they just aren't quite to the level of where their son or daughter might go is you know is she ready is he ready to be seen by you know a certain level of schools um, whether that's a high school coach a travel coach a club coach um, one thing that we do at Sports Force is we give very honest evaluations of, you know, where our athletes are currently, how they stack up against other athletes in the similar shoes as them, uh, and where they project to be. Uh, that allows us, you know, to be able to focus on the right path uh, and route to go down for the recruiting process. Uh, without that type of information, I will say that most families are going to end up chasing. And by chasing, I mean they're going to end up just going around to events um, or expecting certain type of attention coming their way. Uh, and more often than not, with that family, the question or the complaint that I will hear is, you know, Johnny or Jenny just needs exposure. They just need to be seen. Uh, I ask when I do workshops or when I'm talking to, you know, teams, you know, what's one thing in the recruiting process that you're going to need help with? And more often than not, the most common answer uh, is exposure. And I think exposure is a very tricky word to, you know, put our head around because exposure is one thing, but being exposed is another. Um, if you have a Division two or a possibly a Division three type athlete, being at an event that has a lot of Division one schools at isn't necessarily exposure. It's, you know, exposure to those schools of who may not be ready to be recruited by them. Uh, and that's an okay thing. I just would rather know that going in if I'm a mom or dad 
that that's the type of return on investment we may get out of a camp of saying, you know, there's 30 schools there. How many of us, how many of those fit us? You know, how many of those fit us from a talent standpoint? Um, because without that knowledge, then you, you like I said, you're chasing, you're kind of going after a dream or going on a whim. And, and for me, with the amount of money that's being put into some of these showcases and these camps, um, if you want to travel back east to a, a camp that has a lot of the Ivy Leagues or Patriot League schools, you know, with a really good Northeast contingency, and you're on the West Coast or the Midwest, you're looking at thousands of dollars for travel. Um, you're going with your son or daughter. Uh, you, you're paying for the event. You're paying for food. Uh, there are factors to look into going, is it even worth it for us to go back there? And if it is, then a lot of the times I will encourage our families to seriously look into that. I know it's a financial investment that some have a tough time swallowing, but maybe that's needed if we're going to follow that route. Um, Very rarely, and I can speak on a couple fronts of this, uh, being in Southern California, there's a lot of athletic talent. Um, On top of that, there are a lot of schools that will come here to recruit all kinds of sports, whether it's volleyball, water polo, soccer, football, basketball, baseball, softball, track. Um, They're an incredible amount of, you know, schools that will come recruit out here. It's tough for a very good athlete that has a lot of talent to fall through the cracks. Now, it's not fun to hear that, but being a former Major League Baseball scout and a college head coach, I will say this. I don't need to watch seven innings of a game to know if I want to recruit a certain player. Uh, being a former football player and football coach, I also know that you can kind of see what jumps out at you sometimes. Um, and that's more you know, proof to the pudding of it doesn't take a lot to get noticed by coaches at certain levels, and that's okay. So very rarely would I say that a lot of talent slips through the crack. Now, are you going to have some? Absolutely, because um, certain players play the game differently. Certain players play it you know, from a hard edge, you know, hard nose, and they make they make the difference over a long run. And those players are going to be at least harder to tell right off the bat or at least going to need a lot of background information on them. I think parents should ask themselves, you know, what type of player do I have? What type of target list are we looking into having? And where is a good event or a good platform for our child to be seen by these schools? I think more often than not, you need to have that honest target list. That means schools that fit you from you know all elements, whether it's the athletic, <clears throat> academic, financial, social aspect, or you know the regional aspect, the level of competition. Uh, those factors need to be put in place before you start going to a lot of events. If you're going for the reason of being, you know, seen by colleges, uh, there are events that are all over this country in the summer or even in the winter that can just be really good events to go to from a competition standpoint, uh, from a playing with friends standpoint, you know, and you're getting better at the sport that you're playing. But if you're going specifically or have a large, you know, belief that we're going to be seen by some colleges, um, whether it's a softball tournament in Huntington Beach that attracts hundreds of schools from the nation, um, you know, or a seven-on-seven tournament that's going to attract a lot of schools from the West, Western United States to see quarterbacks and wide receivers and running backs, we need to take a step back and, and try to find out who's coming to that event and if our kid is ready to be seen by them. Um, you know, how do we really know? Uh, you got to trust the people that have been there and done that before. Um, 
you need to have honest feedback and you need to be able to digest that honest feedback uh, you know who to listen to on that I think getting different opinions uh, and putting those things in a, in, in a bowl and kind of finding the average in there or at least having an idea of what you're seen by more than just one person will help more often than not I will hear a player or a parent say well so-and-so's coach says he's a division one player and that's great because he may be a division one player but that's one person's opinion and that one person may be receiving money from that coach or from that family excuse me um, sometimes those things happen and there's there's it's muddy waters so to speak um, you know the differences between going to a specific college camp or a showcase need to be taken into factor you know at what stage do we need to go to that college camp being with sports force and having a relationship with some of the families that I do we're able to weigh those out on an individual level and I would say that's key from multiple you know <clears throat> aspects you know key for whether it fits the finances key for where he is in that process of of being recruited uh, you know if he's a freshman or a sophomore and he's got some physical talent uh, and he's got some size on him maybe he is ready to be seen by some division one schools because that's frankly what they're looking for uh, and there's a parallel to other sports in that category too um, maybe they're not quite ready to be seen and they're playing club ball and there's a couple showcases that some of their friends are going to whether it's just getting used to the showcase or going to it for you know the reason of competing and seeing where they stack up that's okay too but I would really rather have my families know exactly what they're getting in and what the chances of uh, the return on investment meaning recruiting attention or feedback I would rather have them know that ahead of time uh, it just makes it easier to to not just cut the check but have an idea of what's expected uh, evaluating camps and showcases are something we do basically on a weekly basis with our families uh, it's done across all sports and I think that's a necessity because there are a ton of opportunities out there uh, you know 20 years ago when I was going through this process there weren't you know seven on seven camps there weren't basketball individual camps that you could go to there weren't as many baseball events that you could go to to be seen by colleges and those are the three sports that I played I can only imagine how much pressure and stress goes down you know through the funnel from the parent to the player of figuring out what events to go to and who to listen to uh, a lot of the times your travel team may be going to an event that may not fit you but they need you to play or they really want you to play as long as you're able to, to qualify that and have an okay understanding of what's expected or why he's being asked or, or what the opportunity is for him out there the easier it is for me to support it as an advisor um, you know, when you talk about what attracts colleges and what attracts recruiters um, because that's a part of exposure and being exposed one characteristic that I think is overlooked by a lot of parents out there is is what their son or daughter is you know, portraying themselves as out there whether it's on the field whether it's in the dugout whether it's the approach up to the field or the you know the court uh, there's a lot of recruiting that goes on outside the competition you know event um, I'd say outside the lines just as much goes on outside the lines as it does inside the lines now talent is usually going to to win out on the on the short term but I want to drop a couple terms out there and explain them and, and tell you what I would suggest for you guys because the most important thing is knowing what colleges look for and if we're gonna want to get exposure for our kids let's make sure we're putting our best foot forward um, you know there's an effort there's a respect 
there's accountability, there's competitiveness, there's a maturity. Those words and those you know categories are all judged. Um, you know, by an effort standpoint, is what type of effort is your son or daughter putting forth? Again, showcase game one or game 15 of this event. You know, is there a controllable effort and what type of effort are they putting forth? And that's one of the first things that a college recruiter is going to see is how much passion uh, is involved and how much effort is involved. Uh, and that's, a, that's an, an instant characteristic that a college coach is going to want to be able to judge. Um, the respect level and respect can go in all kinds of different ways but it's going to be a respect for the competition it's going to be a respect for the game it's going to be a respect for the officials respect for the coaches and their own teammates that's one thing that can really derail a recruiting uh, avenue for some kids is the more that a coach finds out about this player the less respect gets shown and it's because not everyone likes them not all the kids respect them um, he shows up certain things or he pouts in certain ways there's a way to really be able to talk to your son or daughter about what a college coach is going to look for and it can help them in everyday life if they realize that almost every time they step on the field it's a job you know the job evaluation you know it's a it's recruitment as it is because you're performing in front of someone that's going to have a say at what goes on at the next level. It could be a little thing or it could be a big thing. It could be little influence or a big influence. But there's a job interview going on just about every single time you lace up those cleats or you put on that cap or you strap on those pads. Um, the accountability factor, I think that's one thing that's very apparent for a certain college coaches is they want to know what the accountability is. They want to know if this is a low maintenance high motivated player and how do you tell because a lot of kids are going to bust their tail and try their hardest while well, coach is going to look in and see what type of accountability he has maybe in certain dialogue with that kid he's going to say you know how did you feel today you know i felt pretty good but that first baseman dropped a couple balls so you know well right there and then you're you're deflecting responsibility and it probably didn't even need to get brought up in the in the conversation so an accountability category definitely needs to be spoken about and at least aware of because coaches are going to judge that uh, and they have to judge that for the right reason they're about ready to invest in you and your, your character is going to come into evaluation uh, and that part of the accountability goes much further than just the athletic field it's going to be how you deal with the academics where your priorities are whether it's walking through a you know a dugout picking up a piece of trash that may not be yours or just walking through and walking right by it and stepping on it and hearing the plastic bottle crack but not stopping to pick it up. Uh, that's something that I know for a fact college coaches will look at and kind of you know be able to funnel in the back of their mind. Uh, one of the other aspects is competitiveness. Uh, the desire to compete. You know, one word of advice is never let a coach or anyone viewing the game know if you're up by four or down by four. Um, there's something to be said about a kid or a player that competes for the sake of competition and knowing how to compete. Knowing how to compete is when you feel 80% to give all 100% of that 80% and just letting the chips kind of lay where they where they go. Um, that's a big factor for coaches because they're going to want they're going to know you're not going to feel, you know, great the whole time. But when you want to talk about exposure, you're going to need to learn how to compete. And you're going to need to be able to show the competitiveness without slamming the bat, without firing the ball, without, 
hitting your hand on a wall without pounding a chair before you sit down. That's not showing competitiveness, not showing, you know, the inability to handle failure or frustration. The competitiveness aspect of it is how well is this person going to compete, possibly against better competition or even less competition. Um, those are things to talk about. Uh, and one of the last ones is, is the maturity aspect, <clears throat> how they handle all of these, how they go about it, whether it's their dialogue. I've gotten phone, conversa- you know, phone calls from coaches out there that'll say, the maturity level on that kid is off the charts. That's someone I want in my program. And it's because they don't have to worry about them or they know for a fact when they bring them in, it's going to add to their team culture. It's going to add to whatever they're trying to sell in terms of this is the culture and these are the characteristics of our players and our programs are A, B, C, and D, and D is the maturity aspect. He's going to fit that or she's going to fit that. Um, I want to say that these are all difference makers. And before we even talk about going to a camp, going to a showcase, playing on you know, a, an elite travel team or playing varsity baseball, if you can address these you know, five terms, find out where your kid is and maybe get some outside help of saying, what do a colleges, you know, what do colleges look for it? Or, you know, hey, Coach Thompson, what do you, do you think, you know, Johnny or Jenny is on this spectrum? And what we do with some of our families is that we will address that in terms of, hey, is he ready to go off to a camp? Is he ready to go off to a showcase? You know, these are my concerns, and this is what I've seen before. Uh, this is what I've been able to see when I saw him play live. This is the feedback that I've gotten from maybe his high school coach or his travel coach. You know, have we talked about it? Is there a concern for it? Um, those attributes are just as much as being, you know, seen in a good eye as they are a negative eye. Um, and they all have to do with being exposed or getting good exposure. Because certain competitive aspects, certain maturity aspects, effort, uh, respect levels, as well as talent levels can all be exposed in some of these events. But they can also be seen in a positive light and say, goodness gracious, that kid did not have his best stuff today and just went out there and battled. And you saw the focus and he kind of shook his head a couple times because he realized, you know what, the, you know, the cards are stacked against me. Boy, that was fun to watch. Um, or there was something to be said when that kid lost that game and all those other kids were out there and he went up and, you know, consoled that pitcher because no one feels worse than that pitcher. Um, you know, looking back upon it as a, as a former athlete, those are things that I wish I would have done because that's the character that I loved seeing in my players. Um, so from a, from a reflection standpoint, you know, I would love to hear what your guys' feedback is on that, uh, whether it's in a question format or, you know, a, a specific example. Let us know, you know, where you see that or some examples that you've seen that in the past. Um, and if you want us to address certain questions or if you'd like me to answer certain questions in terms of the differences between, you know, competitiveness and, you know, refusal to lose and being a poor sport, you know, I'll be happy to, you know, dive into that subject and at least talk about it a little bit more. And we can do that on a personal level or we can address that in another podcast. But I think the exposure versus being exposed topic needs to be talked about, needs to be brought to the forefront before you start on a certain trek. Uh, one of the benefits that we have with our families is that we're able to customize what type of recruiting platform, what type of route we want to take with our families based on the information that's given to us and the experience that we have being in this industry. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening in. Look forward to talking to you guys again. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for being part of the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Realities of College Recruiting podcast on iTunes. And check us out at our blog at sportsforceonline.com forward slash blogs for more educational articles and every past episode. Join our community on Facebook and Twitter where you can ask questions, share insights, and recommend future guests and topics. Be sure to join us next week on the Realities of College Recruiting podcast. And remember, your college decision isn't a four-year decision, it's a 40-year decision.